Morning has turned to afternoon. Good afternoon, everyone. But the grind carries on. Not just the grind physically, but the grind mentally. The Midday Grind, featuring a couple of TV jockeys who've also been through the radio wars. Serious? Martin Kilcoin. I was a little lit, so I was saying whatever I wanted. And Charlie Marlowe. Our top story tonight, John Jay will be back tomorrow. Here's him getting a hit in 2012. It's the Midday Grind on 590 The Fan and 590TheFan.com. Welcome in to the Midday Grind. Good afternoon, everybody. 12.07 in St. Louis. Charlie Marlowe, Jim Heuer, Brian Hoffman, Matt Rocchio here on 590 The Fan, 590TheFan.com. Martin Kilcoin on assignment. Hope everybody had a Merry Christmas. It's that post-Christmas, what do you call it, a lull. Everybody's kind of still. Hangover, it's a hangover, It's a hangover, literally and figuratively. Chuck, did you get drunk yesterday? You know, I really didn't get drunk, actually. I had a nice buzz i'd say earlier in the day but i never drank to excess i feel like with the baby now you can never just really get hammered these days which is a shame but also responsible you have to be responsible but i did have a good time and uh don't don't worry we'll talk uh christmas a lot this hour i know we have a lot to get to but because uh jim here you called it a uh, a hangover i basically i tried to create some content today through some twitter polls very scientific I threw out there about uh, two hours ago. Are you working today? What do you think? What do you think kind the results of. are? Are you working today? Sort of. Yeah. Yes, no, or half day. Yes, no, or half day were the one hundred percent effort every possibilities. Day, so we're working. Yeah. No, but of of our listenership There's or no of the Twitter ship, what percentage do you think of these people are working off or working a half I'll day? I'll say today? working forty five percent. I'd agree with that. Yeah, forty five percent. Pretty close. What was it? 42% of people, 610 votes, 42% of people are working today. 53% are not working today. 5% of people said they're working a half Now, day. how many of those 43% or 42% that is working, I'm legitimately curious, are actually working a half day but aren't putting in for a half day? <laughs> Good point, like, too. They might be at work, but they're going to leave like a two, and they're not going to put into their boss if they, t- they took a half day. So they're working a full day, not necessarily. It's a full day I should in say, quotation marks. I should say they're getting paid for a full day. Yes. Somebody actually responded perfectly with basically that type of answer. Keep in mind, Charlie, many people who are at work today aren't actually working, just earning wages. Hashtag true story. Well, if you have a shift, there's not much you can do. you got to work that full shift. Right. But if you're a salaried employee and maybe you're required to be in today, Maybe you're ducking out a few hours early. I think so. Hey, a little longer on lunch today. What do you guys yeah, think? Yeah. And every time, too, you put out a poll like this, now I have to do the disclaimer because, of course, there are there are serious jobs. We all understand that. I grew up with both of my parents worked at hospitals. So, of course, if, no you're, days off. if you're hospital staff, if you're EMS, fire, police, military, there are some serious jobs where, truthfully, you never have an off day. But for... Jokesters like us, it's kind of one of those free weeks, it feels like, in between Christmas and New Year's. 
It just occurred to me, you were telling us back at, what, Thanksgiving? You were <laughs> yeah, after, it, it was, down. The, now, it was what, the Monday after Thanksgiving. <laughs> Chuck was saying you can mail it in for Christmas. Right. Now Holiday it's, season. Now it's the day after Christmas, and Chuck is saying you can mail it in for New Year's. So I look forward to Charlie on January 2nd. 2019 is going to be a banner year. What, what <laughs> holiday we can mail it into then? No. Listen, seriously, when the calendar turns, I'm trying to get motivated again. I think I'm going to I'm gonna shave the beard. It's going to be a new me. I'm going to try to really get back into working out. I know everybody says that. Maybe do a sober January, trying to get back into shape. I know a lot of people do the New Year's resolutions. But getting back to what you just said, Brian Hoffman, I did also throw out the question, Christmas yesterday, of course, New Year's Day next Tuesday. So does this week really count? No. Again, disclaimer, we know there are serious people working serious jobs, but 83% said no, this week does not really no. count in terms of working. That's 100% accurate. Only 83%, 100%. There are so many people out there just mailed it in. So get your uh, your text in, 855-282-8255, to all these different questions. Best Christmas gift you gave this year, you got this year. Uh, did you watch the NBA yesterday on Christmas? Matt Rocky, our expert, has a good story there. Are you working today, and does this week actually count? Let's start a little Christmas recap. Best gift you gave this year, best gift you got this year. We'll go clockwise. I didn't really receive anything. What? We don't, I'm, we're at the point now where it's like, yeah, I don't need anything. If I need it, I'll go get it. Thanks, but no. Take care of the kids and, you know, the grand. I don't have grandkids, but, you know, cousins and all. They get the kids. Just I like care that, of the though. Kids. And, and that's, I think the coolest thing I did give, now this is kind of nerdy because we're in radio, but I have a nephew who's in town, and the day before Christmas, he mentioned, I want a recording studio. And I looked, and I'm like, really? You want a recording studio? And he shows me this thing he wants to get on Amazon. I'm like, you're not going to spend that. I have... Lots of old equipment downstairs in my basement from working in the business forever. So I set him up with a mixer, a couple headsets, and wow. a headset and amplifier. That's cool. And I gave that to him and said, here, well, yesterday, and said, let's, you know, here you go. Merry Christmas. See if you, if you break it. I don't care. It's been sitting in a box for a long time. But it was legitimate radio equipment. The funny part of the whole thing was he's, a, he's 15 years old, and he loves to – he just – Talk, 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 talk. I gave him the equipment, showed him how it worked, and all that. And he was deadly silent. And I went, well, you, if you use it, you got to talk. <laughs> yeah. He's just staring at, yeah, I know. I don't know what to say now. Fly ball? <laughs> yeah. Caught. So um, <laughs> He was nervous. He was. And he was like, all right, well, I'm going to take it and go in the other room because he didn't want to be around anybody. He didn't want anybody to watch him. I right. get that. So, first, first time. That was kind of cool yesterday just to see the reaction. Uh and just to do something nice. Like I said, for me, it's all about taking care of kids because we were all young at one point. We all have a great two or three memories of whatever it was, whether it was mom and dad and aunt, grandma, whatever. And those last with us forever. And if you can give it to a kid and they can have that memory uh, for their lifetime, awesome. That's Jim Heuer, Brian Hoffman. My dad's a big beard drinker. He's not an alcoholic, but like, like myself. <laughs> we like... I love how we have to preface that. <laughs> I promise you, he's not an alcoholic. My dad and I have similar drinking preferences. We like going to kind of the, the craft breweries around the St. Louis area. And my wife and I were at um, Schlafly a couple weeks ago in Maplewood, and they, these people were selling uh, beer passports, which is a free pint at 20 different 
breweries and restaurants in and around the St. Louis area. So, and some of which are places he really likes to go. Felix is, and I think Modern Brewery is a part of it. And some are new. So we gave that to him. He was a big fan of that. The best gift I received, um, my wife and I, late last summer, uh, we redid our deck. And one of the things we're planning on getting is a grill. Um, we didn't get a grill. We'll get that in the spring. But my in-laws got us, like, all the grill accessories. We got the spatula, oh. tongs, uh, skewers for kebabs, just things that we no longer have to worry about buying. So now we can focus on the next step, the grill. That was awesome. Nice. Yes, that was very nice of them. We were appreciative of that. Brian Hoffman and now Matt Rocchio. We'll get to the NBA conversation in a second because Matt Rocchio has a, a good day well spent watching the association. But uh, any good gifts? Did you even spend any time with your family? Did you want yes, to? Yes, I spent Christmas Eve with my family. Thank you. <laughs> um, and, of course, I wanted to. I loved seeing them for that day. Um, for that one day. This is definitely I'm not going to come off as a very gregarious or, like, loving Christmas person in this segment because of what I what I spent my Christmas day doing and that me telling this next part is going to be me saying the best gift I gave and received is a gift I gave myself, which was this awesome watch I got from Newsteaders, which is one of our fine sponsors here at Five Nights of the Fan, and it's absolutely kick-ass, and I keep on wearing it, and I can't stop. Love that. Speaking of Newsteaders, I actually, my wife's main gift, a nice pendant that Richard... Do you think she's answering this is her favorite design? Oh, 100%, Breyer. because it's, this is what she's... Uh, Richard Newstetter. Oh, Richard Newstetter. Um, Richard Newstetter. Swing, no, he's swing miss, he's legit at, no, at designing. My wife's engagement ring and my wedding band. Yeah. yeah. So, so we went there a week or so back, and he designed a very cool world pendant. World-class designer. World-class designer with a J uh, for Jane, for her mom, and also our oh, daughter, Janie May, awesome. getting engraved as we speak. So fantastic gift from uh, Newstetters. That was for sure her favorite gift. My wife was actually listening to the show apparently once. Because remember, if you remember... She hasn't listened since. Well, who knows? She actually texted me right now, so I don't think she's listening. I'm like, you know, I am on the radio. But, uh, no, the one show we were talking about, Ancestry.com. So she got me a lot of good gifts. But my favorite gift, what I'm most excited about, I guess you have you have Ancestry.com. There's also some different services. But she got me the 23andMe, which is the kit. She got one for herself as well, where you basically spit in this little tube... You get your saliva, you send it away, they have it all packaged for you, and then they basically break down your DNA. So I'm excited to good see. Thing good thing they're not selling that information to companies or anything. That's true. I'll have to look into the fine print DNA there. To a tech giant. Go right ahead and do that. Don't you kind of want to do that, though? I know we discussed this for about no, a half I an hour. I do. I don't. My parents did, and I was like, good, I'm glad you guys did because I'm not giving up my specific genetic profile to a company like that. Okay, but now but... I have enough information from my parents. I can decipher it from there. I'm not, I'm okay, not diving so this in on myself. What do you think they're going to do with my information? It's going to say, Sell look, it. it's probably going to say you're, what, 25% German, 25% Irish, 25% English, maybe 25% another European mutt. What are they going to do with that? How are they going to take advantage <laughs> of that? What me? are you going to do with it? I think it's going to be cool to actually know. Okay. That, that's it. I mean, it's not like I'm setting the bar that high, but what are they going to do with that information? I'm a boring white person. It's like, I already knew that. What They're if just it just gonna... says that? It just, you just get a sheet not, back and it says doesn't white apply guy. in your case, but I do know that one of those companies, and I don't know which one it was, helped catch a killer. There you go. Now, I'm they, not they, saying they, it uh, applies to you, but somebody, some clown. The, is, the, is the Golden State Killer yep. is his name? Yeah. Yeah. It helped, yeah, because they were able to um, kind of like, we eliminate this, suspects through right. that. We have the person's DNA right here that matches your 
suspect right there. That's how they found him. <laughs> Thanks for making Mike chicanery on this entire thing. They seem really suspect there, Jim. <laughs> but look, the best gifts we gave, of course. So it's all about the baby now. And our baby's 11 months old. She'll be one here in January. So it doesn't really understand Christmas, obviously. And right. tried to kind of open up a gift, but we basically set up the basement for kind of her playland down there. She has a little ball pit we got her, got her a slide, got her a little teepee. So we take her down there. She enjoyed the, the ball pit for a second. I took her down there today again before the show, and she's playing the ball pit. And I'm telling you, you buy all these gifts for kids, right? Spend all this money. You buy all the cute gifts on Amazon and all that. And immediately, she wants to run right out of the ball pit and just play with the DirecTV remote. I mean, she's obsessed <laughs> specifically with the DirecTV remote. We've been at several other people's houses, and if she sees that DirecTV remote, she just goes right to it. She's obsessed with it. That is great. You can buy her all the all the kid stuff, and they like the iPad or the phone or whatever it is that I you don't some, want them to play with. I saw some videos popping up uh, on Twitter and stuff right now of, of kid of people giving like little kids like a banana or like a big thing of ketchup, and the kid absolutely going like freaking out in happiness. And I'm like, I guess oh like, the banana thing, yeah, the banana one. But I also saw a big bottle of ketchup was another one, and the kid was so happy, and I was like. Man, you guys are duping these little kids and just... That's kind of mean. It is, it's cruel. You don't do that to your kids. I'm no, sorry, it's I'm sorry. actually... You're, you're getting off 20 bucks light on this Christmas, un uh, Uncle Jim. What, what's going on here? <laughs> right. But it shows you the innocence, though, of a kid. If we can find well, yeah, this that's, audio... That's the good part. ...off for uh, the end of the day, I have seen what you're talking about, where basically to fool their little kid, they just wrap up a banana, and the kid opens up the banana, and you'd think he got the greatest gift he's ever gotten in his life, and he's just going nuts screaming about it. It's actually very cute. Also on Twitter, I put out there, nobody's ever done this before at the end of the year. Best sports story 2018. Ooh, new ground. New ground, new material. What you're looking most forward to sports story, locally or nationally, coming up here in uh, 2019. Did get some responses. Okay. And uh, Ryan tweeting at me says, to the second and third questions, so that's best sports story of 18, and also what he's looking most forward to in 19, Tiger Woods. The answer for both oh. of them. Tiger's okay. Redemption Tour, and then looking forward. Don't you think Tiger's going to get a major this year? we got to check the odds on that. I feel like he's going to get one. I don't know. If you had to bet $5, yes or no, though, I would bet yes. If, if I had put 5 down, I would say yes, but I... Yes, Chuck, but you're a degenerate. Okay, but don't you feel like this. he's trending right now? He sure, me you're, a just a, you're just a bad yardstick is what I'm saying here. That's fair. That's absolutely fair. Um, also, uh, on my personal Twitter here, best gift. Costco membership. This is from the Hunchback of Von Castle. 2018 sports story. The TJ Oshie interview after winning the cup in front of his dad. That was that was really cool if you remember that. Uh, 2019 sports story. Can the birds on the bat reclaim the National League Central? Hmm. Okay. Another favorite gift. Uh, Jefferson Ocean bourbon. I'm not oh, familiar with that. Okay. But that's from uh, Steven. Best gift, cash. This is from one of our favorites, Joe, yeah. the uh, the driver, driver Joe. Best gift, cash. Best story of 2018 was a country of 4 million making the World Cup final. Croatia, who Brian Hoffman picked with him to win, Almost apparently. Almost yeah, that's it. right. That's a good call. And the 2019 story to follow, will the Porter family's knees ever be good? Mm. How about there's it's another Porter there. kid it's who's a, a high school, 6'8". Yep, the next porter coming along He's a here. Freshman, I think. Yeah. Still, yeah. They played St. Mary's uh, recently here. Tommy uh, tweeting at me. Best gift, Hoff is just kind of along your lines. The beer making kit. Mm. Best 2018 story. Barry Odom's redemption. 
best 19 story. Will the Blues continue to lose for Jack Hughes? I I would hope that they would, but I think they're going to screw that up. Don't you feel like they're going to make Chicago it? is so bad right now. They're, they're going to be the odds-on to get this thing. They're going to end up with the number one pick. They're going to end up with Taves and Kane still on the same team, and they'll find a way. The Blues, it's just because that's our history. We find a way to mess something up. And they'll win just enough to where they won't get the first overall pick, but they might get like the ninth, or they'll get the eleventh, which is Wait, not the protected, See, and I'm, they'll lose it. Here, here's the thing: this, this is a good year because you have lose for Hughes. But the best part is, is that there's a great rhyme for the number two pick, which I think they, they could still go for because the Blackhawks are going to get number one because the NHL is going to rig it. Wow. They can be crap for Kako. <laughs> they can be they can be crap for Kako. Who's the second protecting guy? So th- there's there's rhymes here, people. We can work with this. We don't just need to lose for Hughes. So crap for Kako. I think that's how you, it, it's K A it's K A K K O is how you pronounce the last name of the guy who's roundly projected as the second overall pick. Not as catchy, but decent. Not as ch- catchy, but it works. We can work with these things. All right, I'll take anything at this point. The team... Also, the second, the third guy's cousins. So I mean, it's it's right there, guys. Don't you feel like, though, the Blues are going to make, before the trade deadline, that they're going to make a substantial, as Doug Armstrong likes to call it, hockey trade? The Blues are going to finish 11th, and they're not going to get their first-round pick. I that is I think 100% what's going to happen. I, I really that's hope that's not the case. History, that's just man. what Blues fans get. Yep. Whenever, whenever something happens, it always trends bad. Hoff, we always look this up, and yes. I know there hasn't been games because the NHL takes Christmas off, but the playoff percentage, which we do on a daily basis, was about, what, 7-ish, 9-ish? I think it's up relative to what that was. Now it's 13.5%. Okay, so 13.5%. And again, I just think the worst thing that could happen this year, the worst thing is if you still go for it, knowing that your chances are basically 14%. If you go for it, and you get darn close, and you come up short of making the postseason, that is the worst possible outcome because then you get nothing, right? You yes. don't make the playoffs, yeah. you don't and you don't anything. get right. the high pick. And that's why if I'm Doug Armstrong, and I'm looking at a 14% chance right now with what you've seen from this hockey club for, what, 35, 36 games, whatever it's been, are you saying, man, our team has the type of run in it to go off, you probably got to win, what, 60% of your games, whatever it is, to make the playoffs? Would you bet on that? If, if again, better for the long time, long-term future of the franchise is actually to clean up the roster, make a few trades, you're going to have some teams that are leveraged because they want to get better for the trade deadline. Mm-hmm. You're not, so maybe they give you more than they should. Maybe you get some picks, you get rid of some contracts you don't like, and you get a better pick in the draft, and you rebuild for next year. If they, if they go for it and they fall, they fall short, I mean, we, we've kind of seen that with the Cardinals the last three years, where you're right in the middle, and that can be a tough spot to be. Because if you go for the wild card and you don't make it, you get nothing. You still have the 17th pick in the draft, whatever it is, and you don't make the postseason. And if I'm the Blues right now, I look at it, those odds, and I say, we're probably not making the playoffs. Let's rebuild for next year. I'm there with you because every night the Blues win, I, I cringe now, and I go, oh. We're missing on our chance to get that top pick. And it's terrible to think, but that's the reality of it. I'll go back to a decade ago, and Blues were eliminated first round, second round again in the playoffs. It was clean out the locker day. Pronger was still here, and Pronger addressed the media, and he said, you know, and this was in their, in their stretch of making it 25 straight years. He goes, And he, he said they were asking, what's it going to take? He goes, you know what? It might take losing. 
He goes, look at all the teams that have been successful in this league. They lose for four or five years, and they get the top five picks, and they take those superstars, and they go win Stanley Cups. And that's the reality of where the National Hockey League is. With the exception of maybe the Los Angeles Kings, in recent memory, the Hawks lost big, and they got top five picks with Seabrook, Kane, and Taves, that whole group. The You can just go down the line. The Pittsburgh Penguins were horrible for a long period of time. They rigged the one draft to get Crosby, but every <laughs> other one was a top five pick, whether it was Flurry, Malkin. You can go down the line. All those guys were top five picks. If you want to win and win for a long period of time, you have to get those type of players. Can you sign them? You can't afford to sign them all. Even Toronto right now, as good as they've been, it's because they got Matthews and Marner, all those top guys. If you don't lose, you don't get them. And I'll say this. It, the only reason you put protections on that pick are because are either there's only one or two reasons. Either one, you wanted to make it look a little bit better for the media, or two, if the situation played out where the team isn't good enough and you want to keep that pick – you you suck enough to stay with it. You're okay with being bad enough with it. That's the only reason to put the protections on the pick, other than just making it look a little bit better to the media. So then do what you thought when you put the protection on the pick. Play into the fail-safe you played into. Suck enough to be in the top ten. Keep the pick and keep rolling on to next year with more excitement on now a top ten on, on a top ten rookie. This is pretty simple, or else again. When you made the protections on the pick, you were doing it just to kind of change the perception, which is the kind of thinking that I would hate coming out of a front office. That's where, too, I agree with Jim, because with, with hockey, if you don't have one of those elite guys, yeah, you can you can have everything come together like the Kings did for a couple of years and be one of those ultimate teams. Otherwise, if you don't have one of those true superstars or a couple, it's really difficult to actually win the Cup. Now, a couple years back with the Blues, they did have kind of one of those really good teams, and they get to the Final Four, but they don't win the Cup there. Look at the the Hawks. I mean, they have two, you'd call them generational-type talents yep. in Kane and Taves, and, of course, they turned that into three Cups, but now to pay those guys, you have salary cap issues coming after that. But look at the, the quote-unquote dynasties in the last 10, 15 years. I mean, you are talking about superstars. It's Sidney Crosby. I mean, you can add Ovechkin now. He's been there for a while, but he's a superstar, finally gets his cup. But Taves and Kane, and that's where I know we all talk about this a lot, but if you go back to the draft where the Blues did have the number one pick, and I, I understand that everybody said that year Eric Johnson was the guy, and the Blues needed the defenseman. But the Hawks get Taves that year. And look, I understand that everybody said Eric Johnson was the right pick, but it didn't work out that way. And instead, you can't miss. Instead, mm -hmm. the Hawks got basically their kind of Michael Jordan type guy in Taves and their captain. And again, with Kane, they've turned that into three cups. So I understand why the Blues made that pick with Eric Johnson, but you just think about how things could have been different if he became that generational type player, which he unfortunately didn't. And when you have that number one pick and it doesn't work out that way, you're in a bind. Go back to when that pick was made the organization was starved to find the next pronger because they had to trade him away to cut the cost and gut the team so they could sell it. The new group comes in, and you're thinking, get me another pronger. Here's pronger right here. Big, strong defenseman, offensive guy. But if you miss on it, you pay. And Armstrong did a nice job getting some assets for him, 
in Shattenkirk and Stewart, but there was never enough to get that generational player, which is needed almost inevitably to win a Stanley Cup now. What's crazy about that trade, too, remember, when they trade Eric Johnson finally, remember, the reason was to get that power forward in Chris Stewart. And we all discussed basically Kevin Shattenkirk at the time as kind of the throw-in to the deal, even though he was a very good player. And turns out he becomes really the key piece in that deal for the Blues. This is the Midday Grind on 590 The Fan, 590TheFan.com. Charlie Marlowe, Jim Hewer, Brian Hoffman, Matt Rocchio. We're going to take a break real quick, Rocchio. Do you have something for me here? You kind of looked at me like you want to get into NBA discussion. We can save that for afterwards. In the meantime, I want to tell you about Bertarelli Cutlery, Sharp City, 1927 Marconi, and on the web, BertarelliCutlery.com. We love them. Sharp City, one of our most loyal sponsors for 10-plus years. Go down there, buy one of their brand-new knives. If you if you forgot to get somebody a Christmas gift, or maybe you have your holidays, you're celebrating a little later, go down to Bertarelli Cutlery, get the Pagan, the Infidel, the Precipice, or get your new knives, your dull ones, Get the dull knives from the kitchen. Take them in there to Bertarelli Cutlery. Get them sharpened right there at Sharp City. We'll take a break. We'll be right back with the second segment on this post-Christmas edition of the Midday Grind on 590 The Fan and 590TheFan.com.